At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good morning and welcome into a numbers game. It's a Friday for pretty much everybody who's watching this right now. Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil. Last day of the takeover. Gil Alexander, of course, will be back on Monday. And a very fun and good show on tap. A lot of smart people. So buckle in. We're getting a lot of opinions today on a lot of different sporting events. William Hill is going to be with us. Points for Weekly contributor. Great with the NBA Major League Baseball. In about five minutes from now, get his thoughts on what he wrote up in Points for Weekly this week. What he believes is going to go down in this Clippers and the Mavericks series and much more. Hey, Ron Flatter is going to join us of the RS. FRP, Ron Flatter Racing Pod, as we have a big one coming up this weekend in horse racing. I think it's called the Belmont, and we're going to have a chat with uh, Ron about that eight-horse field and what's going to happen there. Darren Banks, of course, former NHL player, executive casino host over at Circa and the D. Get some thoughts on the National Hockey League series as they play out. VGK, of course, really solid two periods against Colorado the other day. Can they put it all together and take one here and split that series in half against the Avalanche? Mark Borchard, top of the next hour as we discuss Major League Baseball and then Vinny Maiulo. What do we call it? Vibin' with Vinny, right? No, 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 no. You, you tell me. Slow jamming with Vinny. There we go. Sorry. I skew young, even though I don't look it. Uh, yeah, slow jamming with Vinny Maiulo will be at the bottom of the second hour. Uh, let's get into a little bit about yesterday, though. A dramatic and fun day in the NBA as we have two series wrap up last night. But I wanted, I'm going to stand up and I want to preach and give a little credit to the Denver Nuggets, who at every turn was disrespected 
by the market. Nobody believed in these plucky nuggets. And sure enough, they can get it done. Blazers close as a five-point favorite last night. Pre-game total of 228. Game goes over. And the Nuggets get a 126-115 to 115 victory over the Portland Trailblazers. They win the series 4-2. to two. They move on to take on the Phoenix Suns in the second round, who finished their series later that night. We'll get to that in a moment. But I thought this was a really interesting series from multiple aspects. First off, anecdotally, this is now two years in a row that the market has been really in on the Portland Trailblazers after a strong start to a season or a strong end to a season, right? The seeding games, Damian Lillard goes nuts. The Portland Trailblazers have the best offense in the Orlando bubble, and they go into as the eighth seed against Los Angeles Lakers, and we think, great, here we go. They're going to upset Los Angeles. They lose that in five. And then you get this series here where they end the season on a very high note. They go into this. Not only is there some you know, thought that this team would win this series, they were favored to win this series despite being the lowest seed or lower seed. I should put it that way. Despite having the 29th ranked defense in the regular season in terms of efficiency, by the way, the third worst defensive rating in NBA history that we have seen, that was the Portland Trailblazers. And yet they were favored there. When the series gets knotted up at two games apiece, they're favored again, despite the fact that the Nuggets have home court in two out of three to end the series. And we saw the flaws throughout this series for the Portland Trailblazers. Nikola Jokic, they had no answer for him. 36 points, eight rebounds, six assists last night. Michael Porter Jr., most of his damage done in the first half for the Denver Nuggets. But that guy at the bottom of that list for the Denver Nuggets. And one of the adjustments that Mike Malone finally made in terms of tweaking this lineup, giving more minutes. The biggest weakness for the Denver Nuggets in this series and in this postseason is their rotation and backcourt, right? Fukuno Campazzo can give you maybe one good game for the most part offensively, but he's a 36% three-point shooter, not really dynamic in terms of finishing within four feet of the basket. You need help in the backcourt. Austin Rivers, very up and down, right? You'll get a good game from him like you did in game three or was it game four, whatever it was, uh, when he was shooting lights out, closed the game out in Portland. I believe if I remember correctly, that was game three. But for the most part, kind of streaky. You can't really rely on him. Monte Morris has been absolutely electric for the Denver Nuggets, especially down this stretch. He was great playing over 40 minutes in that double overtime win. He has settled out the rotation a lot. Hit a lot of big shots in that game yesterday. 22 points, four rebounds, nine assists for Monte Morris in the win for the Denver Nuggets. And you'd expect to see quite a bit more of Monte Morris in that backcourt rotation as we move forward here into a series against the Phoenix Suns, who also have a massive backcourt matchup advantage, right? Because you go, if you're the Denver Nuggets, to trying to contain Norm Powell, C.J. McCollum, and Damian Lillard to now facing up with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who just dropped 40 points in the Los Angeles Lakers in the closeout game and has been absolutely spectacular in this postseason with four games over 30 points. So there's still these matchup disadvantages here for the Denver Nuggets, but I think they deserve a lot of credit for not only winning this series the way that they did with all the injuries that they're dealing with, besides Jamal Murray, still no Will Barton, P.J. Dozier as well, being able to take this when the market at every turn was against them and now being able to take on the Phoenix Suns in a second-round series, where we'll see. I still think they have, again, their own advantage in the front court here against, you know, rotation that includes DeAndre Ayton. We'll see if, of course, that plays out over the course of a best-of-seven against the Phoenix Suns. But it is going to, it is incredible, and I think the Nuggets deserve a lot of credit because that's a low-key, really good series win. And to win it, by the way, in six instead of seven. It's a numbers game. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, presented by BetMGM, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, all the way that you can take in the show live from the South Point studio. And let's, let's bring in William Hill. Nice enough to give us some time very early this morning. Point Spread Weekly contributor. Look at this. Wow, you look sharp, buddy. What's going on? 
I appreciate it, JVT. What's going on? How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, I was just I was singing the praises of the Denver Nuggets. We are down. It goes by so quick, doesn't it? Like the NBA postseason started like a day ago, it seems. And now we're down to the final four in each of the conferences. So we're going to get to everything for the most part. But I know that you and I were chatting a little bit uh, through social media earlier. So let's start with the game of the evening. And let's start with the matchup that I think has fascinated all of us. The Los Angeles Clippers taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Clippers are on the road here. Two and a half to three is the point spread depending on where you shop. So I will ask you, you know, one of my takeaways as we've watched now five games between these two clubs is the coaching adjustments, right? Ty Lue makes the adjustment to go small in those couple of games. It works. Then you get Rick Carlisle going, okay, we're just going to go super big and play zone. That worked. So in your mind, what is the adjustment here for the Los Angeles Clippers now in a game six where they have to win to extend this series? Well, first of all, only one game tonight, so I think we'll all be yeah. going through a little bit of withdrawal. I mean, it's it's kind of weird. Used to two at a time, three a night. Uh, first of all, to me, this this game, this spot here is everything sports are about. I love this when the better team is down 3-2 on the road for game six. There's just so much drama. And I think you add in everything that happened to the Clippers last year in the bubble melting down. That's on the table tonight. Everything you gave up for Paul George, Kawhi's pending free agency, all that adds to the drama. That's all, you know, that's all palpable in this atmosphere tonight. And um you know, I just think back, it reminds me kind of Le- LeBron's second year with the Heat. They were down 3-2 going to Boston, if you remember. He hadn't won a title yet. Uh, he's coming off really his worst series ever, probably his only bad series against the Mavericks uh, in the finals. Two years ago, he lost to the Celtics. His last series with the Cavs, the first go-around. And look, they head to Boston for game six. They lose game five in Miami at home. And I think Bosch has gone on the record saying, look, if we lost that game six, they might have broken up the team. They would have kept LeBron and maybe traded Bosch, maybe traded Wade. And, of course, mm-hmm. uh, LeBron turns in a great game six. They win game six. They win game seven. They win the whole thing. And, you know, maybe I'm over-dramatizing it, but to me tonight is one of those fork-in-the-road moments where, look, maybe if they lose, Kawhi leaves. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe they win tonight and, they you know, they go to the finals or win the whole thing. It's just – it's such a great atmosphere, such a, such a great moment tonight. And uh, just as far as the game itself – I do think the Clippers are the right side. I think Rondo will play better. He was terrible the other night. I think Kawhi will play better. To me, this is still the much, the far superior roster with the Clippers. Uh, to me, Doncic, you know, he's like Jacob DeGrom, where he's basically got to throw a complete game shutout. If he goes seven innings, two or three runs, that's not enough. There's just so much on his shoulders tonight. Um, you know, speaking of LeBron, he's got a lot of LeBron in him where he can just uplift a very pedestrian roster. You put anything around him, and he just makes him look good. And I think it gets lost how big he is. I mean, he's a massive human being. He's all of six nine. He's you know he's thick. He's just he's going to be a great player. He's around for a long time. But to me, the Clips are the right side here. I personally am, haven't bet yet. I don't think I will just because I played him for the series down one zero. I played him for the series when they were down two zero plus two thirty. I took him to win the West a few days ago plus four hundred. I think it was. So I'm invested enough. I do think the Clippers bounce back and win this and, and force the game seven and. Well, has been just a strange series, but a fascinating series in a, in a fascinating environment here tonight. Well, and you know, well, Ed, to your point, right, when we talk about these game sixes and big playoff moments, you mentioned a couple of them. Uh, how about the Oklahoma City Thunder and um, Golden State Warriors a few years ago, right? Warriors down 3-1 in that series. They do win. They force it to 3-2. And then Clay Thompson goes insane in that game six to force another game seven, to force a game seven for him right before they blow their own 3-1 series lead the next round. But these game sixes are massive. Like, anecdotal, if you look back in NBA history, we get some great performances. Great point, yeah, and and that was Durant's next game would be for his opponent for the Warriors yeah, after right. that game, and you think I mean they had that game in control, they win, they, I mean who knows the Cavs ended up winning, that was a really good Cavs team, especially offensively, but who knows Durant wins a title, maybe he can stomach Westbrook for another three or four years, and he stays, like you said, there's all these what ifs, and you know it, it's it's a great turning point, and I don't think it's over dramatizing it to say these are fork in the road moments, and uh, 
really great theater tonight. Just as a sports fan, this is everything you live for tonight. I think it'll be so much fun. All right, so let's uh, get your opinion on a couple of these series before we move on to Major League Baseball later today. Uh, first up, we'll go with the big one. Brooklyn Nets, $2 favorite over the Milwaukee Bucks in this series and plus 160. Uh, where have you been at with the Brooklyn Nets throughout the series, and what's your read on this series between these two clubs? I think the value's on the box. I mean, first of all, this is another treat. Uh, sometimes you get these in the NCAA tournament where you get like an, an Elite Eight Final Four caliber matchup in the second round. I think back to Loyola, Chicago versus Illinois in the second round this year when, when both teams, you know, in, in terms of metrics, were in the top 10 and they play in the second round. To me, I think whoever wins the series is the favorite. I think the Bucks are uniquely qualified to, to hang with the Nets and maybe even beat them. Um, you know, just they, they have the guys that can guard them. Uh, Holiday is, is a really good defender. They're long. They're athletic. Giannis is one of the few humans on the planet that has the the physical traits to, to bother Durant. At least nobody's going to stop these guys, but they can at least bother them. I think they have a major advantage in terms of rebounding, much better defensively. I look at the Nets roster. I don't see anyone that can really hang with, with Giannis. They just don't have a great matchup for him. Uh, you know, Griffin's probably too slow. Durant's not strong enough. You know, you need somebody with a chest. You need somebody that that Euro step rip through from Giannis is just so powerful. I think they might actually put Harden on him because, you know, I think people underestimate Harden's strength. He's just a barrel chested. He's just uh, uh, basically a tank. So, so much fun. So many cross matches. I think uh, the, the the angle I gave out in Point Spread Weekly, you get the Bucks plus five fifty to win this in seven. Exactly. To me, this is a seven game series. You know, heavyweight fight, pound for pound. This is just these are two evenly matched teams. I like the Bucks more than the market does here. Uh, I would say the values on them plus at plus money, and I think we're looking at a long series. Uh, maybe maybe it's a little disrespectful to the Nets with all their firepower to call this a total toss up. But I think the Bucks, man, I think they're just as good as the Nets. And remember, usually you wouldn't pick a team to win on the road in Game 7. But this isn't a typical home crowd with the Nets. You know, that's not a, a raucous environment like Philly or some of these other crowds. That's kind of a laid back. I mean, not to say they have no fan base, but they really have no fan base. That's a Knicks crowd. You saw that with MSG. That's a Knicks city. You know, Brooklyn Nets are not really on people's radar. So, to me, great series, toss-up. Uh, I'm so excited to see it. That's that might be the highest total I've ever seen in an NBA playoff game. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but 239 and a half, man, that jumps off the page at you. Not that I like it one way or another, but it's just pretty staggering to see that. Um, so I think it'll go seven, and I think the value's on the Bucks. Yeah, I was. So I think the the Nets are going to win this series. But to your point, Circa, the one price that has stuck out up to this point is Circa yesterday or the day before uh, minus 235 on Brooklyn. Like that's pretty high in in my mind, right? My buy price in here on on the Bucks is going to be about two to one. If if we get back to that range, I think that is definitely worth looking at before the series starts. And you've hit on all the key points, right? Physically, you have a lot of pieces that will match up well with the big three for the most part, right, and stay in front of these guys. Uh, they are the team that is most well-equipped to handle them outside of potentially Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia has got a lot of good perimeter players defensively. And, of course, Ben Simmons would be able to match up with um, Kevin Durant. But it is going to be a fascinating series. And the angle to go in terms of the best-of-seven price uh, is pretty intriguing because I thought, too, that this was going to be a best-of-seven. But there's not much separating these two. Let me ask you, because I was – I didn't upgrade Milwaukee a lot personally from the win from Miami, but I did a little bit, and it's hard not to be impressed with the actual adjustments that Bud made, right? Like that's been my thing with Budenholzer is you're going to make adjustments, you're going to change, and they did. They're actually switching a little bit more off ball. They put Giannis on Jimmy defensively, which they didn't do a lot of last year, and that's a positive sign for me that not only this team, Milwaukee, changing things up a little bit, but it's actually working, and the, the – willingness by Bud to do so, and in the past he hasn't, is going to be massive. Yeah, and I think even during the regular season, they, they punted on some games, or not punted on them, but they they used they experimented, which is good. You know, it, 
who cares about a game in February? We'll throw some zone. We'll throw this look at you. We know that we have to be a little less predictable come the playoffs. And, you know, I thought they were kind of crazy. They, if you, remember, if you remember, second to last game of the year, they played Miami. And if they just lost, they, they could have played the Knicks in the first round. They kind of chose their opponent. They said, you know what, we'll, we'll beat Miami. We'll put them in the 3-6. We're not afraid of Miami, which at the time I thought was crazy. But you know what? I think it's uh, it does a lot for them psychologically to just bury them, to prove something to everyone, prove something to themselves. And look, this is one of the best teams of all time last year in terms of point differential. Then they add Drew Holiday. So I think they, I think all year they've been slept on. I think all year the Clippers have been slept on just because you know how you know fans and media are. People pick them and they get burned. They don't want to pick them again. So I think there's just been a hesitation to, to pick these teams and to trust these teams. So in Point Spread Weekly this week, you also wrote up Game 5 for Atlanta, New York. You were in on the Hawks. So uh, your read on Atlanta as a team after that series from New York and now taking on Philadelphia. And I have dubbed this as a series, which I just don't know why you would get involved before you know what's going on with Joel Embiid because you could sit there and you could take Atlanta right now plus 160 and Embiid's ruled healthy and ready to go and he's going to play Game 1 and from so on you're going to have a bad price. Or you can, you know, it's going to change a lot with the status of Embiid. So your read on the Hawks, if you've improved them at all and what you think of this matchup between the 76ers and the Hawks. Yeah, one of my big regrets in life is not betting more on the Hawks versus the Knicks in the series. Yeah. I know you were on the Hawks series too, but man, I, I thought the Hawks were better. I didn't think it'd be that much of a mismatch. Maybe we should have when you look at the rosters and you just watch those teams play. It was like the JV versus the varsity. I mean, they dominated every game. But I found this interesting. Uh, 15 of 18 ESPN experts picked the Knicks to beat the Hawks, mm -hmm. which I think was crazy. Now I get the sense a lot of people are picking the Hawks to beat the Sixers. So I, I was on the of the belief a couple weeks ago the Hawks were underrated. Now it's kind of, you know, there's been an overadjustment. Right? I think they're being overrated. They went from underrated to overrated pretty quickly to me. This looks like a cheap price. I understand the uncertainty about, about Embiid. But, look, I, I have a Sixers 12-1 to 1 to win the East ticket from before the year. So I've become a, an expert on meniscus tears over the last 72 hours. I've basically read everything he could. And, and, and there's a lot of uncertainty there. But it sounds like if it was an old tear, he might be, you know, close to 100% or something he could manage. And if that's the case, this is a really cheap price. I think they have some serious advantages over the Hawks. You know, just defensively, the, those perimeter defenders are just incredible with Iowa and Simmons. You know, even Danny Green's not as athletic as he used to be, but I think he's a guy the Lakers really miss, believe it or not, just because there's something to be uh, something to be said about a smart defender, a guy who knows what he's doing out there, a guy who can hit a three, and he, you know, he shot the three a little better this year. Um, and they have a, uh, they've been really good at home, and that's without a full crowd. And now they get a full crowd. This is going to be full capacity for the Sixers. They have home court advantage. To me, this is a cheap price. Um, you know, you could lay the two hundred. I'm still seeing some plus 500s to win the East. I don't know what that's telling you about or what a, a, a net Sixers conference finals line would be or even a buck Sixers. To me, that's still pretty – there's some some good value there, plus 500 to win the East. I just think as long as you get something out of Embiid, they're, they're a you know, pretty good bet to win this series. Yeah, regular season, 2-1 and one record for the Philadelphia 76ers against Atlanta, uh, both straight up and against the spread. A plus 17.5 net rating for Philadelphia in those three games against the uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Like, it, when they were at full strength, it, it wasn't really close. And Trey Young missed one of those games. Ben Simmons also missed a game as well. But when you're talking about Embiid on the floor from a matchup perspective, there's really nobody out there that can handle him on the, on the Hawks roster. And to your point, I thought this price was cheap as well, right? Like, at minus 200. And we're seeing some spots, well, like minus 180, 185 in, in that range on this series price. Yeah, and like I said, I just think they went from underrated to overrated yep. pretty quickly. I mean, they're 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 a good team. They got some shooters. They got lottery picks with with uh you know Hunter and, and Trey Young, but that, that's kind of a younger team. I mean, Young plays a lot of minutes for him. Obviously, he's a big part of the team, and Hunter's a big part of the team. That's going to be a, a rough environment for a young player. I know they went through it with MSG, but this is a good team and a big crowd. That's not going to be a very friendly crowd. And 
know, worst comes to worst, you get your seventh, you know, the seventh game in your building if you're Philly. And I don't think it'll come to that. To me, this feels like, I don't know, Sixers and six. I, I like playing those correct series score. I think if you get a feel for the series, you can uh, really get some good value. And if you get to that certain game, you could middle it, you can hedge it. But uh, this just feels to me like Sixers and six, as long as MB gives you something, which it sounds like he will. Maybe they're completely lying, but they say, he's, you know, he's day to day. They're They're optimistic about it. So. Unless they're really bluffing, I think uh, I think this is the Sixers. All right, before we get to baseball, last series on the board, Denver Nuggets, Philadelphia, or excuse me, a Phoenix Suns. Uh, we, of course, got this set last night. Devin Booker goes nuts and eliminates the Los Angeles Lakers. Suns open up $2.20 favorite over the Denver Nuggets. What's your initial thoughts here between these two? Yeah, that's about right. I mean, Twitter's not always the best place to be during after an elimination game. You get a lot of bizarre takes and a lot of agenda-driven takes. Don't say. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, you, there's this narrative, and it's, there's some truth to it, that Lillard doesn't have enough help. Okay, that's not a perfect roster around him. Look at the team, and you were mentioning it. Look at the team Jokic just dragged into the second round. It's Campazzo, who's a backup. It's, you know, Austin Rivers, who was out of the league for a month this year. It's Marcus Howard, who's a two-way guy. You know, Jokic is basically a quarterback playing with practice squad receivers, putting up 30 points a game. I mean, he, he dragged this team into the next round. That's just an incredible series win for Denver, but... Going forward, this isn't going to be as friendly of a defense. I mean, Portland's just so bad on defense. That was a you score, I score kind of series, which I thought it would be going in. And the overs really did well. You know, some live overs were great opportunities because you could just see early. Nobody was stopping anybody. Going to be a little different with Phoenix. They're better defensively. They're a more well-rounded team. Uh, you know, they get the extra game at home. I think they got something like 13, 14,000 home fans. And that was a pretty, uh, pretty significant home crowd watching that series versus the Lakers. So, to me, this is justifiable. This feels like another, you know, you give the Nuggets maybe two games. I don't think they're good enough to get this to seven. I don't think they're good enough to win it. I don't think this is such a mismatch where they sweep. So, again, kind of like Philly-Atlanta where this falls a little bit in between where I could see Phoenix winning this in like six games. All right, man. Before we get you out of here, your last two minutes, uh, Major League Baseball, I know you love it. So what do you got? Phillies and the Nationals under. Uh, you know, it's funny with the Nationals. They won the World Series two years ago, and, man, they are paying the price for yeah. it. Uh, flags fly forever, but, you know, they are paying the price literally and figuratively. Corbin can't get anybody out. Strasburg can't stay on the mound. Uh, the one guy who's still really good is Scherzer, believe it or not. The old guy out of the bunch, he's been dominant. Be interesting to see if they trade him come and, and you know, have a come-to-Jesus moment and say, you know what, our run is over. We'll get something for him. But he's been great. Wheeler's going for the for the Phillies. He's always been kind of an analytics darling even before he got that big contract, and he's been dominant. Uh, 36 strikeouts, three walks, his last three starts. Still no Harper for the Phillies. Um, you know, if you, if you, as long as you don't let Soto be, there's not a lot in that Nationals lineup. So I'm going to go with the under here. I am curious what you think. And, you know, going forward, I like to bet a lot of unders, but I don't know if you saw this yesterday about the pine tar and MLB says it's going to start cracking down on yeah. pitchers using these substances. And I don't know if you saw this too. Garrett Cole yes. had his lowest spin rate since like 2018, gave up five runs, absolutely hammered. So something to watch going forward. I guess it's been very prevalent. I mean, we wouldn't know this watching the game. It, it's one of those insider things where, you know, people within the game say it, it's uh, it, it is very prevalent. So something to keep an eye on going forward. I mean, with all these no hitters, it, it, it's not surprising that something is up. But uh, something that are, are you going to take that into your handicapping or something you're just going to wait and see with? Is I, that, I'm definitely going to track it with Cole because one of the things that has been uh, always bothered me that's not really covered a lot is the fact that Cole, once he went to Houston, the spin rate just skyrocketed and actually happened with Verlander, too. And ever since then, uh, it's oh, I been... don't think Houston would do anything to cheat, though. So I don't yeah. know what you're implying right, there. Right. right. 
Hey, buddy, we're up against it. I appreciate the time this morning, man. Thank you very much. All right, vcin.com slash subscribe. Check out the uh, the column. See you guys. Yep, you got it. Will Hill again, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Uh, regularly appears, of course, on Lombardi line as well. Make sure you check out all that work. A lot of the stuff that you see up on that website, courtesy of William Hillman. Does an awesome job with the writing. All right, come back. We have plenty to get to. Uh, how about a little horse racing? How we're going everywhere today on a numbers game. Ron Flatter joins us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
third and final leg of the Triple Crown is this Saturday. First bet is the perfect place to start your betting action. Sign up now. You get analysis and wagering on every race with AI-assisted picks, secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website. To celebrate the Belmont Stakes, first bet, giving $20 in free bets for all new users who signed up now through June 5th. Use the promo code VEGAS20. Also, everyone who redeems this $20 free bet will offer, excuse me, will receive full access to VEASAN subscription products for free and a $20 credit for merchandise in the VEASAN store. It's our best racing offer yet. Go to VEASAN.com slash horses for details. That is VSIN.com slash horses. Use promo code Vegas20. All right, we'll get to the uh, the Belmont at some point here. Efforting Ron Flatter. Really quickly, as we were discussing this, we should kind of set the table for the most part uh, of what we were talking about uh, with Will in terms of what we were watching because uh, the series price was up between Phoenix and Denver. Minus 220 on the open. Denver Nuggets about plus 175. So giving you an opener there uh, between those two clubs and what we're expecting from a series price uh, because you would think that the Denver Nuggets uh, would be in a little bit of a disadvantage considering there's three days now between today and game one between these two, which gives you three days of Chris Paul healing up and getting ready to go. I can't wait to see what that's going to be. Like Chris Paul versus Nikola Jokic, getting him out in space, doing what he wants with him in the mid-range area of the floor. Jokic coming off of his MVP-type season and MVP-esque first-round performance against the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, But do think that the Suns favored about minus 220 are the correct price here in this series against the Denver Nuggets, given the inherent advantages that the Phoenix Suns are going to have in a matchup like this against the Denver Nuggets at this point right now. So we'll get back to that in the second hour, a lot more in the NBA. We'll get Vinny's perspective on that too, as of course, Vinny will be with us at the bottom of the second hour uh, to discuss everything in terms of the association. We do have, of course, the Belmont coming up this Saturday. Uh, Pretty short field. I'm not the most well-versed in terms of horse racing, but eight-horse field here. Let's bring in Ron Flatter uh, to discuss everything in terms of the Belmont and much more. Ron, it's good to talk to you, man. I haven't haven't spoken to you for a while, so I hope you're doing well. Uh, I was reading your piece this morning. Headline, a familiar story, Belmont Wasteland for value hunters. Explain this to us because I was surprised to see an eight-horse field. That's not a very deep field here, huh? Yes, the smallest field, JBT, and hello. Uh, since 2015, when American Pharaoh scared everyone off, but there's really not anyone to scare anyone off this time. Variety of reasons. We've seen smaller fields and big stakes. One of them is the fact that you can't use the medication Lasix anymore in these big races, and that's a, uh, a bleeding inhibitor, and uh, some trainers might be scared off by that. Maybe also there are complications with a company that usually flies horses around the country. They are suspended from business because of a regulatory issue. So there's a lot of reasons that this could be the case, but the lack of value really is because there's not a lot of choices to bet on. Normally you have 10, 12 more or more horses in this field, but with only eight and with two horses that are really regarded as extreme long shots, you look at it and go, wow, a choice of six, you're not going to get much more than maybe six to one on the winner. So how do we, in your in your view, how do we separate some of these horses, right? Because you're talking about not much separating them in terms of the odds that you talked about, right? From known agenda, Rock Your World, Hot Rod Charlie, uh, Ron Bauer, Essential Quality. Those would be, as I perceive it, kind of the bigger names and the more, the more talented horses, for lack of a better term. So what's separating this pack that we're just discussing right now? No, I mean, it is talent. I mean, it's really not much more or less than that. It's what they've been able to show at the top level. You've got the Preakness winner here. Although Preakness horses don't do well in this race because of the quick turnaround from Pimlico. Historically, it's tougher to win coming out of the Preakness into the Belmont than it is from the Derby two weeks later into the Preakness. Biggest reason, this race is a mile and a half. Horses will race this maybe once in their lives. And they've gone no more than a mile and a quarter up until now. And you start looking for breeding. And I do like known agenda in this race because he is bred to go 
that extra distance. His, uh, uh, if you look at his sire and his uh, uh, dam sire, and you can just go through the bloodline from the pedigree, they're horses that have been able to prove themselves over longer distances at times. Uh, Known Agenda's daddy, Curlin, narrowly missed winning this race in 2007, uh, and that was uh, losing to Rags to Riches, the filly back then, trained by Todd Fletcher. So known agenda. The only problem with known agenda now, we don't know who's going to ride him. His uh, jockey, Erod Ortiz, was in a spill yesterday, ended up with a severely sprained wrist and uh, some head injuries, and so he's off for a couple weeks. And so they're looking for a rider for him. Todd Fletcher, the trainer, well-connected. He'll find a good rider. They're looking at guys like Javier Castellano and Mike Smith and Jose Ortiz, Erod's brother. So that's a factor in this race. But essential quality, his daddy is Tappet. And Tappet Babies have won three of the last six runnings of this race at a mile and a half. And so that's a good reason why he is the favorite. Ron, less than 30 seconds really quickly. Weather should be good? Weather should be good. A little iffy today, but by tomorrow, post time, dry track, fast track. Get your bets down, baby. Ron Flatter. And again, remember, in addition to the weekly article, Ron Flatter's racing column available every Friday at vcin.com. And, of course, the RFRP, the Ron Flasser, Ron Flatter racing pod, of course, for Ron. Ron, thank you very much for the time, man. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, JVT. You got it. Again, Belmont Stakes Saturday evening. Stay on. You got the Ron Flatter Racing Pod to check out at bevisa.com slash podcast. We'll be back. Get a little into the National Hockey League on the other side. Saturday evening, and the VSIN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, track conditions, and prior race results to find the betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit slash horses to find our full race coverage. Special offers from our partners, including a $20 credit to the VSIN store, and picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plunk. That's slash horses. And remember, Ron's out there as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Ron Flatter, so you can check out all the updates from out at the Belmont. Let's welcome in Darren Banks, who's nice enough to give us some times. You know him, former NHLer, executive casino host, Circa, the D over at Golden Gate as well. Darren, it's good to talk to you, and thank you very much for the time. So let's start in our backyard here. Vegas Golden Knights looking to cut a series deficit in half. I will ask you this. If you are the Vegas Golden Knights, you are relatively confident after periods two and three against Colorado. No, like they played really well, dominated shot selection, a lot of posts and a lot of missed opportunities. But overall, I think they played much better in those second and third periods of game two. No. Oh, most definitely. Um, I mean, that second and third period, you know, they deserved to win the game, but they didn't. And that's where the, you know, talk bounces sometimes. But uh, coming home, game three, that was the most important game, no matter if they would have won one game out there. But the crowd, 100% capacity at the arena, it should be fired up there tonight. And the players should, you know, probably thrive off of that. So through two games, you know, obviously we have this 2-0 series lead, but how big is the gap between these two teams in your mind? We're looking at uh, over at your neck of the woods. Circa's got Colorado. It's like a $1.16 favorite. You can get plus 106 on Vegas coming back. At what point is the price worth looking at Vegas at? I mean, you got it. I mean, this is the game they have to win. It's win or die. So, you know, I would be betting the plus money today on Vegas. It's, uh, you know, they just have to win the game. They can't go down 3 nothing and, 
All my money today is on Vegas. Well, and we know this, right? I mean, you know this as a former hockey player. Uh, We know this as watching what Montreal did in their series with Toronto. These series can turn on their head. All you got to do is get some good goaltender play, which they have, and all of a sudden a 3-1 series deficit or a 2-0 series deficit can turn into a tied series or a one series for the other side. Yeah, I mean, you got to get some momentum right now. Colorado's got momentum, but I think Vegas tonight with the crowd and being at home, um, and and they and they played well those second and third periods, and they probably said, hey, you know, we we should have won that game, but we didn't. So let's pretend that we did and pretend that we won, and let's relish on that. So let's go to Montreal, Winnipeg then. So uh, Montreal gets a big win in game one over Winnipeg. Uh, you know, the whole rest versus rust thing, it goes head-to-head. We see Colorado absolutely wax Vegas in game one. They're well-rested. Winnipeg well-rested. They get waxed by Montreal. So what's the read here between these two clubs? Winnipeg about a dollar fifteen favorite. What did you see from the Canadiens? Is it sustainable and carry it over here to game two? You know, people talk about game seven like, you know, they're, they're too tired. Well, I remember they're kids. Mm. They're young kids. And playing, and then have to play 48 hours later. They're still pumped up. So Montreal came out flying. Winnipeg played a little too flat and came back, and then it was too late for them. You know they got close, but you know it was just the game got it got out of hand and it got out of reach at the end. So when you look at this from a series perspective, like, how would you grade these two teams? Because if you're looking at it uh, in the realm of like. Um... Uh, excuse me, if you're looking at this from the sense of uh, Winnipeg, right, this is a team that came into this series favored over Montreal, rightfully so, but the Canadians now a $2 favorite, well over $2 against Winnipeg. Is Winnipeg the better team here, or does Montreal have something better working for them in the rest of this series? Uh, Winnipeg's definitely the better team. Um, you know, the goaltending, again, is going to be the big thing, and Hellebuck didn't play a great game, but Winnipeg, I still think they're going to win this series. They might have lost the first game. Unfortunately, they lost Sheffley for four games, so that's going to be a big person to try to replace. But uh, I think they can do it, and I think this game will probably, this series will probably go seven games. All right, we've got two more to get to here with Darren Banks. Nice enough to give us some time as you see the updated series prices if you're watching the broadcast via BetMGM. Canadians minus 225, Jets plus 180. Avalanche, $9 favorite over the Vegas Golden Knights will be in action later today against the Colorado Avalanche. All right, let's move on to what we're going to see in the coming days here. Uh, First off, uh, let's talk a little bit about Carolina and Tampa Bay. So this series comes back home for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very good showing over in Carolina. Lightning right now about a dollar fifty, dollar forty seven favorite. And you know when I watch Carolina Darren, I feel like they were a team that was much more was the gap between them and Nashville, I thought, was bigger than they actually showed. Like a lot of games that probably shouldn't have gone to overtime, some games they should have won more comfortably, and they were playing with fire, and now you get a series with a team that has been there and done that in the Tampa Bay Lightning, and sure enough, you know, look, you get the win in overtime last time out, it is now a 2-1 series, but I can't help but think the Lightning have still a pretty decent edge of the series. What do you make of these two? Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay's definitely got the edge. I mean, Carolina, I call them the cardiac kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, they were two games away from them winning the President's Cup this year. So they're they're a good team, but Tampa Bay, with all that experience and getting Kucherov back and getting Sam Coast back, was a big lift for them. And, you know, last night's game was a great game, and but I still got the lead, the edge going towards Tampa with their experience and getting some of those key players back in the playoffs. 
Boston and New York, too. We'll get you out of here on this last couple of minutes here with Darren Banks. So it's funny. We were talking about this series, and I thought, hey, game two, New York, great job. You get the win. You have a dominant second period. But that third period really showed the gap between these two clubs for the most part. And then Boston Bruins come out on the road, final in overtime. They get a 2-1 to win over the New York Islanders. They take a 2-1 series lead. Uh, New York, it's pretty much right. Goaltender out. you got to make this kind of a mucked-up contest. They did, and they still lost that kind of a game. What is the path to victory here for the Islanders next time out? Well, the Islanders got to keep doing what they're doing. They're a great defensively coach team, so they play. They don't score a lot of goals, and the only way you're going to do it is keep Boston off the board. I mean, you can't let that team get on a power play. They've got kind of a 1A, 1B line, you know, the first two lines. Uh, if you can stop them from scoring, you can beat them, but they got good, you know, Boston's got good defense, young, good defensemen that can move the puck and they can score too. So um, it's a defensive struggle for the Islanders. The Bruins are more offensive than they are. Darren Banks again on Twitter at DarrenBanks56. What's going down at Circa, man? It's Friday night. Well, I'll be at the hockey game. Yeah. So I'll go to the hockey game, and then I'll be back at Circa. All right, Darren. Hey, thank you very much for the time today. Really appreciate it, dude. You're welcome. Got it. Again, Darren Banks, executive casino host over at Circa, former NHLer, uh, regularly appears, of course, on the nightcap with Derek and the rest of the crew that pops up on Friday night. So it looks like maybe he won't be down there because uh, they will be at the game. Yet again, I was thumping. I tried early in the week. huh? I was like, Mike, come on. Make me your producer. Let's go. Buy me some stuff. Sure enough, it didn't really work out. So maybe I was a little too over the top. Next time, my advances on Mike Palm uh, will be a little bit more subtle. How about that as we move forward? Uh, all right. We got plenty left to get to here uh, on the program. Bottom of this hour, Jordan Sherwood's going to be with us. We have a lot to discuss. UFC Fight Night card. The big boys are going at it this weekend. So we, gotta, we have a card that is littered with heavyweight bouts. So we'll discuss that as the heavyweight division. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are kind of floating around the same area in terms of uh, the skill and the level between them. So we'll see if there's any value in the big boys fight to the top of the card or anything in terms of depth for the rest of the fighting card. In the next hour, Mark Borch is going to be with us a lot in Major League Baseball. We have a lot to get through with some of these young pitchers as well. And then Vinny Maiulo as we slow jam with Vinny into the weekend as usual here on a numbers game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. $1 wager on the Avalanche or Golden Knights into $100 with BetMGM if either team scores a goal. Just use bonus code VSIM100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. Make sure you use promo code VSIM100. New customer offer paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan's disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. 4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander here on a numbers game last two weeks. It's the last day. Gil will be back on Monday. Now let's continue. We've had a lot of great minds. Let's bring in Jordan Sherwood. who's nice enough to give us some time today, of course, at Wood on 1063 up on social media. Jordan, good to talk to you, man. I always like chatting with you. It's mixed yeah, martial arts, baby. So let's, yeah, let's exactly. do this. Well, I know you. I know you love mixed martial arts. And you, look, I, I'm happy that we're talking here because the last time we, we didn't get a chance to talk, you know, together, but like I was on. 
you know, uh, early on in the morning for the McGregor Poirier fight. I picked McGregor. You immediately came back on and said he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm taking Poirier. So, um, look. Thank you for the time, but you were right that time, and I was dead wrong. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think I, you were wrong, but regardless, it, it, it is always good to uh, get a winner, and uh, we won't talk about any of the other MMA uh, bets that I have lost because I am 100% uh, at every single bet that I have ever made. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this card this weekend. First off, before we get to the big boys at the top, uh, the prelims are always interesting for because guys like you who really pay attention to these, you can find some pretty solid value that the market has maybe not caught up on a, a fighter that has not been at the forefront, uh, haven't really heard of. Is there anything in terms of the prelims deeper on this fight night card that is worth mentioning here to some of the watchers and listeners of Visa. Absolutely. The first one that's going to kick off the card, Claudio Pelhaeus and, and Jordan Levette. Uh, Jordan, the monkey king, uh, was very impressive in his UFC debut, had a very big uh, you know, knockout slam. I like him even at that $2 price because I think he's going to revert back to his takedowns, his grappling acumen. Uh, Pelhaeus has, has struggled with guys like that before that will take him down. I see a three-round dominant decision uh, for the Monkey King to open up the prelims. Uh, he's a big-time prospect. I mean, he's 8-0. Uh, he was high, got a win on the Contender Series. So I like, uh, you know, him to start off, uh, you know, the, the card right, uh, our plays right. So take him even at that $2 price. Um, the other one that I'll, I'll point to real quick that I think is worth a look is uh, Camille Kirk against Maklin Arkamani. Uh, Mr. Finney is a guy that is well-known because he's got a lot of in interesting knockouts, some very good darts chokes, and he's a near 2-1, to 3-1 to one favorite. But I think Kirk has got the Brazilian jiu-jitsu acumen to thwart uh, any type of, uh, you know, of those chokes being uh, placed on him. And, as uh, uh, you know, Maklin Arkamani gets tired a lot. He's like a round, round-and-a-half fighter. And if Kirk can survive, I think he could steal this one late at a near 3-1 to one or a 2-1 to one price, I'm going to lay that money down on him to win as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's been one that has moved kind of quite a bit, at least in terms over like William Hill, for example. Amir Khani actually opened up as a $3 favor. Now we're talking about down to 2-1, to one, so in market moving in the direction that you're referencing. The under the, the other one that caught, up, uh, caught my eye, at least in terms of a move at some of these spots, I think it was uh, the Antonio Royo fight. Some spots opened up relatively high on Brees, uh, but then came back the other direction. And you also had uh, the, uh, oh, it was the Montana De La Rosa fight, too against Lipsky, uh, Lipsky because that one opened up De La Rosa as a $1.75 favorite. Now we're as high as two, uh, 285 Yeah, people are recognizing that, uh, you know, Ariane Lipsky, even though the queen of violence is an impressive striker, she's got a very good, unique knee bar uh, submission, you know, in her career, uh, is a girl that gets taken down and gets taken down a lot. And what does the Montana De La Rosa do extremely well? Is take you down and control you. So that's why I like the price at the decision uh, when you know when I was thinking about playing it, I got it at a dollar ten. I think that that's value because I don't think De La Rosa is a finisher, but I think that she's got the, gra the grappling acumen, just as I mentioned earlier on with Jordan Levette, uh, to open up the card. Three round unanimous decision victory. Montana De La Rosa is not going to play around on the feet with uh, Arlene Lipsky. She's going to take her down, and I don't believe Lipsky has shored up that takedown defense enough to prevent the fight from going to the ground where De La Rosa will have a decisive advantage. I like it. So, you know, the other day, I, I am very much, I'm 30 years old, so I'm kind of old, uh, but I'm also very much the heel when it comes to the millennial stuff, and I was railing against boxing, against how boring it is, and you don't really know many of these fighters, and my case was, I can look at a fight night card like this, and go, hey, Santiago Ponzinibbio's on this card. I'm interested. I like that guy. I've watched him fight before. Give us the breakdown here. Miguel Baeza right now, $1.25 to $1.15 favorite? 
Yeah, Miguel Bieza is, you know, a big-time prospect. He had a very impressive win over uh, Matt Brown, a, a knockout, even though he lost that first round to the immortal one. This is an interesting fight because Santiago Ponzinibbio was a big-time, uh, you know, prospect in the uh, in the welterweight division. Had won eight fights in a row, but then injuries prevented him uh, from being able to compete in about a year and a half. Uh, he had a, uh, a return against Li Jiliang. Got knocked out in that fight about five, six months ago. This is too quick of a return for for my liking. If you're backing Santiago Ponzinibbio, you just don't know what type of fighter he is at 34 years of age now after a, a boatload of injuries. And Baez is a big-time prospect. And although maybe you're worried because he did get dropped in that first round against Matt Brown and Santiago Ponzinibbio is a killer on its feet, Dower 20 favorite. I, I think Baez has got more ways to win, and I, I worry about the quick turnaround for Ponzinibbio. I think he might be done. I think we've seen his best days are behind him, and Miguel Baez is a big-time prospect. So I'll, I'll lay the price on a dollar twenty to take the, 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 the younger fighter in that spot. All right, before we move on to the big guys at the top, just to reiterate really quickly and make sure we get these out there, uh, Levitt, $2 over uh, Puelas, uh, Baeza, over Santiago Ponzinibbio, as you just mentioned right there, and then Rosa via decision at about minus 110, correct? Yeah, you know, those three are the are three of my favorites when it comes to a couple of those on the prelims, and then obviously the Bieza Ponzinibbio fight on the main card for sure. All right, let's go to the top then. Uh, we'll start with the uh, the co-main event here, Tybura and Walt, uh, Walt Harris. Uh, give us the breakdown of Tybura right now in the range of like a dollar seventy-five favorite. The market's moved in this direction quite a bit in other spots. A uh, couple of offshore books actually opened them as low as a dollar forty-five and are upwards of a dollar ninety. Uh, what is the matchup here between him and Harris? Yeah, just don't pay attention to the rankings. I mean, it's odd that Walt Harris is is ranked higher than Tybura at number eight versus number 11. Tybura's won four fights in a row. Walt Harris has been knocked out two fights in a row. Look, Walt Harris, it's terrible, but Walt Harris has not been the same uh, fighter ever since the loss of his daughter. It was an unfortunate incident that no one would ever, I, I could imagine, I have a daughter that ever have to deal with. But look, you know, he's still fighting. He's a big-time athlete. He's got some athleticism, but Tybura's just, he's surging right now. Four wins in a row. More ways to win this fight. Walt Harris is going to have to win this fight likely in the first two minutes of it. And and Tybura's been in there with killers before. So more ways to win. I, I think Tybura gets uh, either a late finish or a three-round pretty much dominant win just because he's got more ways to win. And, and, and he's been in there with killers and hasn't been knocked out over his last couple of bouts. So I like Ty Burra, certainly at that price of $1.75. And then we go to the main event. Rosenstruck in his cons- second consecutive main event on a fight night card, if I remember, lost the serial game last time out. Uh, so what now do we do here? Augusto Sakai has also coming off of a loss uh, between these two. How do we match yeah. this up? Yeah, I, I think just, you know, Rosenstruck has shown time and time again, it just takes one strike, and it could be the final second of a five-round fight like he did against Alistair Overeem to get a win. And Augusta Sakai is certainly, I think, the overall better fighter. He might look to take this fight to the ground because, you know, Rosenstruck, too, hasn't shown us the ability to, uh, to to handle a grappling match. But everybody gets sucked into a striking battle with this guy, and that's just the wrong formula. And I think it's all it's going to take is one. So I just need one strike by Rosenstruck to get the win. Augusta Sakai was was pretty much dominated in, in, in a fight his last time out against Alistair Overeem. So I take Rosenstruck in this fight. I think it's his to win all day, and he just needs one over five rounds to get it done. So I'll take him at a dollar twenty-five. All right, Jordan Sherwood with us. I like it. All right, before we get you out of here, you know we got time, and I'm sure you'll be back on with Gil. Uh, but your first read of UFC uh, two sixty-three coming up next week. Uh, favorite fight on the card? Where you see some early value on this one? 
go right to the main event. Yeah. Right to the main event with Marvin Vittori and Israel Adesanya. These guys met before split decision victory for Israel Adesanya in his second fight. This was supposed to be a spoon-fed fight for, for him. He struggled with Vittori-style combination of boxing, wrestling, and cardio. We saw a formula now for to defeat Adesanya his last time out. Granted, it was at 205, not at 185. And albeit that Adesanya probably took Vittori lightly in that fight, Vittori is a better fighter. And unless he gets into a striking contest with Israel Adesanya, which I don't believe he will, and unless he gets angry, which I also don't believe he will, He's going to steal the UFC middleweight championship of the world. I like Vittori to win the fight. I think he's got more ways to win. I think that we've seen now the formula to defeat Adesanya, and Vittori can definitely duplicate that at 185. Would this be a fight that goes to the decision, or is this one that maybe you see a finish? Uh, I think it's going to either be – it's probably it's probably going to end up being a decision victory for yeah. Vittori. I think if Vittori's smart, he's going to grapple, he's going to you know pace him – dirty box clinch and really rough up Adesanya over five rounds. Yeah, pretty much in line with the market too. Four and a half shaded to the over at a dollar eighty eight and then a fight goes to a decision. Minus one sixty favorite at a bunch of shops as well. All right, Jordan, we're up against it, man. Thank you very much for the time though. As always, good conversation. Always like to listen to you. All right, JBT, thanks for having me. Yep, you got to take it easy. But again, Jordan Sherwood, uh again on social media, Wood on ten sixty three up on Twitter. Yeah, next week's going to be awesome. 263, it's one of those cards. And the UFC has always done a really good job with a lot of these cards. They put a lot of depth and a lot of fights that are very much worth watching. 263 has a lot going for it. Outside of Adesanya and Vittori, uh, when we look brand, further down, Davis and Figueredo and Randa Moreno is going to be awesome. Damian Maya, one of my favorite fighters as well, is going to be on the card. That is going to be one that is very much worth watching on Saturday, I can't wait. This is the and this is the time of year too, where you get the, some of the really good fight cards too, because the UFC now can take a little bit more center stage with some of the major sports, you know, reaching their end. That's going to be fantastic. Summers are always good for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Okay, second hour, we're all done with the first. So when we come back, Mark Borcher is going to be with us. Top of the hour, discuss a lot in terms of Major League Baseball. Vinny Maiulo, last half hour, as you get Vinny's perspective on the NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and much more as we head into the weekend. We'll also have a touch on a couple of other things here in the second hour as well. Clean up some things that we didn't get to in the first. It's a numbers game here on VSIN. Don't go anywhere. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.